one of you is. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We like, thank you, Lord, that you anoint each and every one of us, Father God, that our hearts are receptive to your word, Father God. Our ears, Father God, are hungry for your word. So, Father God, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. Great and mighty things take place as we will receive this word in Jesus' name. Our nugget this morning, your tomorrows are only as bright. Your tomorrows are only as bright as... One more time. Your tomorrows are only as bright as the principles you embrace today. Your tomorrows are only as bright as the principles you embrace today. Glory to God. So maybe we have something to embrace this morning. Amen? Okay. Stand by. Get ready. It's going to be on the political side just a wee bit. <laughs> okay. The media in our country and the Democratic Party has an agenda to destroy our Constitution and tear down and mock established biblical principles, which they've been trying to do forever. They impose gangster rules to anyone who objects to their methods. They relish to shout out blatant lies, promote fake news, and use forceful tactics in trying to cover up that which is corrupt, vile, wicked, and evil. So, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. It says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we are in that, that area. Unfortunately, many citizens today have uh, taken the bait and are deeply deceived and believe in the narratives that they are pushing forth. Surely, we are living in the last days before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A little different this morning. Matthew 24, looking at verse 24. For there, shall be, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And many people are already being deceived these last days. We are living in the last days, surely. Amen. Old Testament Israel. Listen to bad reports all the time. Uh-oh. They became consumed by these bad reports and began to murmur and complain. You know where we're headed for now. Thus it kept them out of the promised land. If we murmur and complain and not pray, you're not going to get what you're believing for of the promised land. For us today, for us today to listen to the news media and believe their assessments by putting their words above God's word is a direct challenge to you and I. We've got to prepare for these things that come our way. 
So the question is, whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? It's important to understand. Let's turn to uh, the book of Hebrews at this time. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, again, familiar scriptures. And we're looking at it in this text. Oh, boy. It's way back there. Hebrews chapter 10. Again, whose report will you believe? It's important to understand that the just shall live by faith. That's Hebrews chapter 10, looking at verse 38. If it hasn't been underlined in your Bible, you should underline it. But now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So we need to operate in faith when we hear, listen to God's word, receive it, believe it. Now back up to the book of Romans. If you, in Romans chapter 4, we see, again, familiar verses. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he had believed, even God, here it is, who calleth, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Calleth those things that be not as though they were. We need to start seeing situations, circumstances through God's eyes. And learn, and learn to control the words of our mouth. Don't let a negative thing slip out, even if it's a negative report. You got to put some, spin a positive on it. It's going to change because God's word says it, you know, and so forth. Uh, going on, uh, Romans chapter 4, we're going to go to look at verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. This is the direction that we need to follow, the verses 18 through 21. It gives us a positive direction. This is how it's done. We need to speak what God says. Amen. Now turn with me to the book of Philippians. I know you're, you love me because I'm having you practice. Philippians chapter 4. This is what faith will tell us. Philippians 4. Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what faith is going to tell you. Amen? Well, glory to God. Go to, let's go almost to the end of your Bible and find the book of 1 John. That's 1 John. Then we want to go to chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. This is what God talks about. This is what God says about you and I. John, 1 John 4 and 4. Ye are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We overcome because we have the Holy Spirit within us. 
Are you talking to the Holy Spirit? Are you relying upon the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding each and every day? Not just when you get in trouble. Unfortunately, that, that's uh, many of, I'll put it this, I'll put it this, many of us don't talk to the Holy Spirit until we get into big trouble. We need to begin to speak to him every day because he knows what's going to happen and he can direct us if we need to make a detour or stop or yield to something, we can do it. But if we're not listening, we can go right through the detour and, and crash. Or if we're not waiting, well, as he told us, we can get involved in something that we should not and so forth, you know. So we need to... Decide to listen to good reports. Amen. Amen. As you hear good reports, it will change your life. Well, thank you for all the enthusiasm out there. We must keep listening to God's word, believing in it and acting upon it. For it to fully come into manifestation. You want that thing to come into manifestation. you got to believe and direct your words. Amen? There can be no compromise and no doubting of God's word. And we cannot think the way the world thinks. You can't think like the world thinks. Too many of us do. Okay, let's go to the front of your Bible. And find the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30. You know, God makes so, so many things plain to us that uh, it takes uh, a simpleton to understand it sometimes. Deuteronomy chapter 30, looking at verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record, uh, record this day against you that, ye, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that both thy seed may live. Glory to God. In other words, God is telling us to choose life. He didn't say you've got a choice between life and death, blessings and cursing. Choose the good stuff. But how do you know if something's good or not? You have to know what the Word says. And if you don't know what the Word says on a certain subject that, that, that you're dealing with, ask the Holy Spirit to bring into remembrance. If you've read the Bible, he'll bring into remembrance where you need to fall back on. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. After the book of Psalms, you find the book of Proverbs, and we want to go to chapter 10. That's Proverbs chapter 10. When we choose life, we choose life. Glory to God. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessings of the Lord. That's choosing life. Amen? The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and add no sorrow to it. Glory to God. You're not going to be sorrowful when you follow God's word. Right. You're always going to be above and not beneath. Amen. You're going to have victory, not defeat. 
Oh, glory to God. You'll fly like the eagle, eagles above situations and circumstances, if necessary. And one of the things that uh, comes our way that detracts from our faith is distractions. Distractions. Um, Webster's Dictionary says distractions means a drawing apart. That which draws one apart to a different direction. So don't let distractions come your way because they're going to pull you away from your focus on God's word or what he's calling you to do. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us fall into distractions. Somebody's ever, uh, let's say, you go, you, you think of something that you need and you, you walk, going to get it and all of a sudden you see something else that needs to be done. You go over there and quote, take care of it. Then you wonder, what was I going, what did I come over here for? What am I going in the first place? We were distracted. We need to be focused. Get what's done first that you focused on, then go back to that distraction and remove it. Amen? Amen. We can master distractions in our life by keeping or training our, our thoughts on God's word. When you make an investment, when you make an invest, investment, you like to see a good return. Amen? I mean, you know, if, if you're buying something or something, you want to have a good investment because you want a good return on it. You don't expect to lose on it. Amen? So, good. You may think, Lord, I need to see some results here. I made the investment. Lord, I need to see some results. What, what, how do we combat that one? You know, the enemy says, well, you're not going to end, you know. So this is what the Lord says to us. Go to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. In Galatians chapter 6, we're going to see what we need to do. When distractions come. Oops. Oh, here we go. Verse 9. Galatians 6, 9. It says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't let that distraction get there. You continue to do what you need to do. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not, there's the key. Don't faint in what God is calling you to do. You know that it's his plan that, that you've got. You need to keep focus on it. Don't let distraction. Oh, this is not going to happen because I don't have this or I don't have that. I don't, uh, uh, I'm not uh, aware of how to do this. That's a distraction. God says, I've given you the idea you will get the method to fulfill it. Amen? So we need to hold out. Don't grow weary. Weary means to be worn out. I mean, you've been waiting for forever. forever. You're wore out. 
You're bored with it now. I mean, I've been confessing this thing over and over. It's been three months over and over. I'm bored. I'm wore out. You're troubled by it. It's not happening. Oh. I forget it. That's what we do. Forget it. It doesn't work. How many Christians you, you've heard or seen say, well, I was believing for that, but you know, it didn't come to pass. So, uh, forget it. Why? Because they had a distraction. All right. So that means, going back to Galatians uh, 6 and 9, we need to be patient. Don't grow weary. We need to be patient. To be patient means to be consistent. When it looks like your faith is not producing and there's tremendous pressure on you and there's a lot of opposition against you to quit, that's indication. When the more pressure comes, there's an indication that the enemy is trying even harder to hold back that, that manifestation. Because he knows that you're persistent, it's going to come, so he's going to put more pressure on you to drop it. How many's ever had that? I mean, it seems like every, you, you, you know, you believe him for something and, and everything just piles up and you're saying, this is getting to be bad. That's where we need to be patient and, and well doing. Because in due season, we are going to reap, it says. It's. Due season, your due season is coming. Your blessing is coming. Your covenant blessing is flowing. Okay, what, there's another thing we need to watch out after di distraction. Nothing. Nothing. Don't become distracted by nothing. When nothing happens, you're waiting. This is what causes most believers to give up and become discouraged. Nothing is happening. I've prayed. I've believed. i put, uh, you know, I've sowed into this thing and nothing's happened. Don't become discouraged when nothing happens. The enemy's out to stop your believing God and his word. Nothing's happening. Know this. Nothing is temporary. Nothing is only temporary because something's going to fill its spot quickly if you stay in tune with God's word. Stay focused. Keep believing God's word. Don't doubt or compromise. Amen. Abraham did not doubt or compromise. Amen. Neither should you because you have the greater one in you. Amen? Amen. Now, if you don't Know that there is an appointed time. Like, you know, when you go to work, there's an appointed time. Well, your manifestation, it's at a pointed time. That every trial and circumstance that comes your way has an appointed time to stop. Listen to it. A trial will only last so long. It's got to stop. So don't give up when a trial comes. There's an appointed time for that to break. Amen. 
Think about Samson. After meeting Delilah, she shaves his head or has his head shaved. They put out his eyes. But his hair grows back, but he can't see a thing. But he has an appointed time. He got his strength back, and he got what he wanted at the end, to destroy more than he ever did. Esther had an appointed time. Such, uh, I can't remember how she put it. The enemy has many ways of stealing your focus. The enemy has many ways of stealing your focus. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2. How does he steal your focus? 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Devices are other things that'll jump up in front of you. Well, if I, if I don't believe, I mean, I'm believing with this, but this is almost as good, so I'm going to switch. That's a device. He's going to have you change. Let's go now to Hebrews chapter 10 once again. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 10. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 10. Again, the enemy has many uh, ways of stealing your focus. Devices is one. Hebrews 10, verse 23 tells us, Let us hold fast our profession of our faith without wavering. This is stealing from you. You're wavering. You are undecided. You go from one side to the next. One side... Yes, no, maybe so. You can't be that way. You have to be focused and direct and got what God's called you. Okay? And a third thing that the, the enemy uses, stealing your focus. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 14. Is anyone... Among you, sick. Sickness, he will, one of the devices that he will stop your focus in, uh, in God's word or the goal that you have is sickness. Oh, it, 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 you know, you've got to put all your energy now into praying to get yourself relieved of the sickness or, or come against that sickness. Now, it's Absolutely vile that you keep, or we keep, a right attitude. Always positive. But there are times in our life when we need to make the Holy Ghost attitude adjustment. You have to make an attitude adjustment. Holy Ghost attitude adjustment. Go to the book of John chapter 7. Oh, glory to God. In John chapter 7, looking at verse, or beginning with verse 
37. In the last day of that great feast, that's John 7, 37, Jesus stood up and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because of that Jesus was not yet glorified. But we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So we need to have a Holy Ghost attitude. Amen. He can do all things. He can lead us. He, can, he leads, guides, and direct, uh, directs us. He'll even anoint us for certain powers. Amen. Think about it. So the Holy Ghost is ready to flood, make a flood on you or overtake you with God's power. It's time to bury the past. Call upon the Holy Ghost. And let's see what Paul said in Philippians. In Philippians, uh, oops, the book of Philippians chapter 3. This is what Paul's attitude was. Philippians chapter 3, looking at verse 14. I press forward for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We need to press forward. We don't go, we don't go back. The prize is out there, but there's only one way to obtain it. And one of the ways, that, another way that, that, we, that stops that prize coming is not forgiving. We need to forgive and forget and press forward. Let's go to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 11. We've, we've seen this scripture before, but we'll look at it again. Mark chapter 11. Looking at verse, uh, starting verse uh, 21. Oh, let's go to 22, pardon me. Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. So you've got to have that faith. Amen. For very I say unto you, Whatsoever shall say unto this mountain, Thou shalt be removed, and thou shalt be cast in sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. Glory to God. It's just using your faith and believing. Amen. If you're just doing that, you're successful. Right. Amen or oh me. There's a condition here for this to happen. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, that you receive them and you shall have them. Okay, we, we've got that. Most of us have that. We know how to speak God's word. We're believing. Right. We're confessing. We're receiving. Verse 25 blows a hole in us. And when we stand praying, forgive if you have any ought against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That means all that, belief, all that faith you have has been sunk because you've taken on water. You're sinking because of 
unbelief, I should say, unforgiveness. We need to have the God kind of faith. We need to continue to speak to the mountain. We don't doubt in our heart. We believe those things will come to pass that we say. We will have what we say, but we need to forgive. Amen. Very last thing of that, that phrase he's talking about. We need to forgive. And all too often, we, we don't forgive. Well, you don't know what they did to me. Oh, Lord. Bad news when you have to use yourself as an example all the time. <laughs> Lords definitely have to teach me patience. I get in line and somebody's ahead of me, you know. <clears throat> this person had their shopping cart full. I mean, they were putting it on the board there that goes, you know. And I looked to the other side. Nobody was behind me. Nobody's over there. And this person only had a couple things. Quick, this is going to be quick. I'm not going to wait for that. I go zipping over this side. This person gets what they want. Then they want something in the cigarette case. And so the, so the teller has to go over there. And I'm looking. And he's, what kind? No, I want that. I don't want that kind. I want the filter, whatever. I need two of those. I'm looking at that line, it's gone. The person that was <laughs> behind them go through and, you know. I became a little bit on a upset side because this person knows that I'm in, uh, I'm in a hurry. So I need to forgive people like that. How about coming up to stoplight? You're second in line. You know, there's two lanes. I'm second behind the first lane. Turns green. Person doesn't move. <laughs> they don't put their hood up because they're in trouble. They don't put their flashers on to tell you you're in trouble. I have to wait for everybody that other lane go out, make sure the person behind me has backed the way so I can back out far enough to go around them. You know, if they would have gave the, the signal, you know, you know, the hood up, you would have known, you know, you, I can avoid that. Where did you get your license? Cracker Jacks or something? <laughs> I got to forgive people like that. Because I do some crazy stuff myself. But you, you never look at, we never look at our own faults. We look at everybody else's faults. Okay. So I'm giving three, two or three examples about myself. You need to start talking to yourself. <laughs> Share it with others so that I can hear. <laughs> okay. Did we look at, uh, okay. John 4, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, 
John chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. And Jesus answered and said unto him, her, whosoever drinks of this water shall drink of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be to him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said unto him, Sir, give me uh, this water that I thirst not, neither uh, come hither to draw. So, we need that water. We need that Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. It says it springs out. I mean, this is something that should, every believer should have the Holy Spirit springing out with joy, confidence, security. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit can help us make the right choice or choices. Ask yourself this. If God's spiritual river, is God's spiritual river flowing through your life today? Is God's spiritual river, it says it's flowing. It should be, is it flowing through you today or is it kind of dammed up? You've got unforgiveness. Well, let's get rid of unforgiveness. You're not, you're not studying God's word. It, it, it's got to, you've got to keep on priming it. You can't. Am I being refreshed by the Holy Spirit daily? Or am I a stale spirit? You ever see those, uh, the old days, some, some place, well, you have, most of you don't, have never been out there, but uh, the old days, they had the pump outside, they pump, you know, they go, you know, the first time they, they pump it, it's not, if you take a drink of that water right away, that first pump, it's not any good because it's a little bit on the stagnant side. It might be a little rusty. You've got to pump it a couple of times and let it flow out and then get some good stuff. Well, if, if we're not using the Holy Spirit, we seem to get stale in our life. We need to keep it flowing. Keep the Holy Spirit flowing in our lives. Amen? Okay. Okay. A tough a couple of tough questions. Only you can answer them now. Okay, here, here's the question. Are you dry, thirsty, and crusty inside? Are you a free spirit, or are you a hindering spirit? Hmm. Jesus declared, are you thirsty? If you're thirsty, come to him. And since we're in John, let's go to John, John chapter 6. And looking at verse 35. John 6, 35. Jesus said unto him, them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. We need to be doing what God called us, Jesus called us to do. John chapter 7 and verse 37. In the last day of the feast, that's John 7, 7. In the last day, that great day, the feast, Jesus stood up and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me, unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow 
rivers of living water. Some of us need to tear down the dams and start letting the water flow. Let the joy flow. Okay, are you feeling alone, doubting, hurting, in sickness, have heartache, money problems, family problems, so forth? Jesus said, come unto me and drink. It'll take care of all, all situations and circumstances. Allow the Holy Spirit to make you, uh, have you make right choices. Uh, let's go back to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8 this time. In the Romans chapter 8, looking at verse 26. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Glory to God. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. If we're not into the Holy Spirit, we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through us, we're stopped up. We're not, you're not going to accomplish what we were called to accomplish we, if we're not calling upon the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Holy Spirit is praying for us 24-7. All the time. So we need to have an open line to the Lord. All we have to do is open our heart and tap in to the Spirit. Or drill. Or however, you know, tap small. To me, we need to drill. If we're going to submit ourselves to Him, pray. Learn. Speak in, the, speak in tongues. This is an act of your personal will. Well, I don't need to pray that way. We need to because it says he helps our infirmities. We need to pray through in the Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. Now, one of the major reasons that uh, as children of God we fail is because we have a lack of discipline. Uh-oh. I, you knew that was coming up, right? Discipline requires that you put God's word first, ahead of your feelings, ahead of your emotions, to remain focused. Losing focus will keep you from reaching your goal and destination. So we need to be focused. We need to have discipline. Do it God's way, and you'll be successful. First Corinthians, go to First Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. What then? Will I pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also? I will sing in the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Hey, we need to do something. Are you singing in the Spirit ever? I. How many times... How many times are you singing in the spirit? I wonder. If I could open up your brain to find out what, how many times you're singing in the spirit. It's, it's a development. You sing in the spirit, you're going to be great. I mean, you'll be flying high instead of being in the mully grubs. The spirit will bring you out. Uh, the apostle Paul willed himself to pray in tongues. 
He said, I pray in tongues more than all. You, you all. He was Southern. <laughs> Glory to God. This is, this is pray, praying in the Spirit, singing in the Spirit, is a major development to your maturity. If you're not doing it, you're not being mature. Mm, 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 mm. Uh-oh. Are you still there in 1 Corinthians chapter 14? Go to verse 2. For he that speaketh an unknown tongue, that's 1 Corinthians 14, 2. He that speaketh an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Well, there's a good reason to pray in tongues that you're talking to God. Amen. You know, sometimes our, our, our lack of words is insufficient. But when you're praying in the Spirit, yeah. you got his ear. You got God's ear automatically, and, and, he, and, he, and you're opened up to it. For no man understandeth how bit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. Glory to God. You can, when you pray in, the, pray in the Spirit, you're speaking mysteries to yourself. And if you ask the Lord, you can interpret your own tongue. And find out what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Okay, let's go back almost to the book of the for the book right prior to Revelation is the book of Jude. Thank you. If you want to go to Jude and the twentieth chapter, but ye beloved. Did I say chapter? Verse, I should say. Jude only has one chapter and verse 20. But ye, beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building yourself in what? Building yourself in what? Building yourself in faith. Some of us think we got a lot of faith, but it says if you're not praying in tongues, You're not really developing yourself. When you want to pray in tongues, you need to develop yourself. Amen? Uh, going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, let's see what Paul says. Look at Paul says, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18. 1 Corinthians 14, chapter 14, verse 18. I thank my God... I speak with tongues more than ye all. Oh, glory to God. We need to begin to go forth and do things. Uh, let's go to the final, final, well, almost the final scripture. Mark chapter 16. Whose report will you believe? Oh, all this stuff is just, you know, it's slanted one way only. Well, this is what God says we need to do. That's um, Mark chapter 16. 
Verse 15, Go ye all into all the world, preach the gospel. Every creature, what's the gospel? The good news. Everything that, that we've spoken about this morning is good news. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall, not, shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up uh, serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Glory to God. So then after he, the Lord had spoken unto them, he was re received into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are not able to operate to the degree that God desires of us if we fail to step into the river or allow the Holy Spirit to go flowing through us. He says rivers of water would flow through us. It's the Spirit. If we fail that, we're not operating to the degree that God's called us to do. To step into to God's river, we, we must remain focused and become disciplined. Uh, this is utmost importance. Set aside each day a time. Time of the Word and a time in prayer. A set time each and every day in fellowship with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit. If you are desperate, then you must develop a disciplined lifestyle spiritually. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm up in the air about this. If you're desperate, get, get with the Holy Spirit. When you become disciplined, you are focused. And when you're focused, you enter the promised land. Whatever you are desiring, the promised land comes. So whose report will you believe? We need to, we need to keep the, word, the good news of the gospel before us. Believe it and receive it, acting it out. Isaiah. We looked at this before. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1. In Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 19. If you be, that's Isaiah 1, 19. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. A lot of us are willing, but we're not obedient. We need to put the two together. Amen? Amen. That's 1, 19. So... The willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. We are called to step up and share the blessings of God in our lives. And thank you, and we will have at this time something to think about. Whose report or mighty rivers, which one you want for your title? So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that... Our hearts are receptive, Father God, and thank you, Lord, that we'll take full advantage, Father God, of the blessings that you've given us, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that uh, we are cradled in your love, Father God, and Father God, that we will 
do all that we is necessary, Father God, to grant blessings upon others as we fulfill, Father God, your word in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.